platform, but also I'm a creator, um, an entrepreneur, a lifetime entrepreneur, and I create, I compose, uh, I write books, I do a lot of different things. And so uh, there's so much to, you know, material when you're, when you're doing that and you're an entertainer. So of course there's multiple streams of income and I'm, I'm big on that. Um, to be Awesome, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of It Is What It Is podcast, the best podcast. If you don't know, you know now where it is because I have amazing people, amazing guests like the one I have today with Deborah Johnson. And we're going to get into it and see what makes it her. But you look, if you want to keep seeing, I keep saying this, you want to keep seeing amazing people, amazing influencers and leaders, you got to do a few things. Connect me on Instagram at CBMK33. Follow the business underscore global go to the website where the best health supplements are www.cbkglobal.store get your baddie on today go to the website and subscribe to the youtube page youtube at cb space k where all great content is seen heard and felt i have an amazing look let me tell you before i introduce people i want to tell you know when you're a small time podcaster like myself you know, I don't have um, a planning person that goes out and reaches out <laughs> to guests. I have to actually go, you know, write the email, you know, do the whole thing and pray that I don't, you know, get cussed out in the process. Right. So that's how it goes. I, you know, I asked, she was like, definitely just amazing. I'm super excited. She is super talented. Deborah is just um you know, a walking LinkedIn profile by herself. I mean, so many different <laughs> things and we're going to go into it because she has an amazing story, an amazing journey to share. With that being said, how are you doing today? I am doing so good. It's just always a pleasure. And I like to say yes, as much as I can. So it's really fun to be here with you today. Thank yes. You. I, appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. Look, I want to get, I want to get into it. So the problem with talent is that people always tell you to pick a lane like you can't be you can't sell cheeseburgers and tacos yeah. you know but aren't both food items and you know and i get it because you know you you, you want a specific niche and a specific focus you don't want to be you know what do they say uh, uh jack of all trades and a master of none so mm-hmm. you have to now reduce your life to one thing right right but you have managed to be successful in many different areas by not following this traditional rule of thumb. Why did you go against the grain? Um, it's interesting. Um, <laughs> you know, well, plus uh, I see needs in different areas and I've expanded my platform um, because I've reinvented my life, I think, so many times. So when you kind of go through a number of years and, you know, you're in the gig economy and you see where the, um, you know, where the trends are and and where to go and where your strengths are, um, that's, you know, how I've basically um, expanded my platform. But also I'm a creator, um, an entrepreneur, a lifetime entrepreneur. And I create, I compose, uh, I write books, I do a lot of different things. And so uh, there's so much 
to you know material when you're when you're doing that and you're an entertainer so of course there's multiple streams of income and i'm i'm big on that on to be able to do that with your residuals and all of that so it just takes a lot of a balancing act and i've always said you know i'm not just you know haven't just picked one lane i kind of have a highway you know here but they're all pretty much going to the same direction so mm. that's you know i have a purpose and so they're all kind of connected in many ways so i don't feel you know like i'm you know all you know too spread out too much that makes sense so i mean you hit a few things that i really uh, stuck to me you said like you know i don't have a lane i have a highway but they're all <laughs> going to the same uh destination so so on this highway um how do you make a path or maybe that's the wrong mindset how you know when you were constructing this highway did you ever get to a point where you felt like people just don't understand you know, like they don't understand what i'm trying to do like do you ever feel like somebody was like you're just you know you're just doing too much because like for me it's like you know, obviously I have, you know, I have my, you know, job and whatnot and thank, you know, thank God for that. And, um, and I enjoy this space, you know, and it's like, I can walk and chew gum, you know, and I don't allow one to destroy the other. How did you build a highway that, uh, had, or maybe seemingly didn't have any, any accidents? Oh, there's accidents. <laughs> You've got to be willing to fail. You've got to be willing for projects to not work and taking risks. I mean, that's that's one of the, um, you know, eh, done is better than perfect. And so you have to be able to, you know, put things out and see sometimes just what's working and what's working the best and then prune back. So, um, you know, you're going to have little detours along the way. And I definitely have. And, uh, but when you, I'm, I'm big on your, your core values. And so, and you need to reevaluate these. Uh, I say it's very important to reevaluate them at least yearly. Um, but what, what do you really stand for? Because your personal and your professional are really connected together. So I, I think that all fits together in putting together your, whatever you have, a lane or a highway or, and don't feel guilty if you have a lane. I mean, I think a lane works great. And I've been told that, especially when I got into uh, the business of speaking to pick a lane, just pick up, you know, and be so narrow, be so narrow. And I have really narrowed that down in my message and in what my audience is, but I, I am still um, in a lot of other areas with the same purpose but I've got other areas of my business and, and an expanded audience. I don't know if that makes, made sense totally. That was a long way to say it, but. No, that makes sense. I, you know, one of, the, one of the things that I really kind of stood out was done is better than perfect. Right. Um, because we, I think we're all guilty of, uh, whether we admit it or not, like, um, not just the need to impress, but the need for validation. Right. And we don't consider the fact that the validation is in the fact that you did it. Regardless of who applauded, who didn't applaud, who showed up, who didn't show up, you did it, right? But like, I think it's the the applause factor or the likes, you know, we're in the social media area, you know, the, the, the clickbait, the likes, the right. shares, all, that's how we measure 
uh, our value and effectiveness. And that's a that's a wrong metric, right? I think that's a very toxic metric. So I like that. I'm actually going to tweet. I was trying to tweet it while you were talking, but I was like, let me not be weird. I was going to tweet it. Saying, oh my gosh, like, you'll be able to God. do that. Yeah. <laughs> God is doing better than being perfect. Look, you're a composer. So I have, I don't have a lot of musical talent. Honest confession. I come from a musical family. Grew up in church. Mom was over the choir, you know, so like they had the talent. I was just kind of there. And, you know, so like when I hear music, like I enjoy it, but I can't, it doesn't, I just can't like perform it. Maybe because I just didn't practice it enough. Like I enjoyed practicing other things and I'm sure there's a discipline that's attached to that. So tell me about composing Grammy winning music. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know how you do it. A. And then how do you, like, how do you, what is that process like? Wow. Well, writing is rewriting. And it doesn't matter if you write a song, if you write a book, uh, whatever you write, um, a musical, I've written musicals. Um, But it is, um, it's the creative process. You know, you hear about these people just write songs, oh, it just came to me. And, but usually, that is not the case. Um, It's usually, you know, thoughts that have, um, kind of been stewing around and baking for for a number of years or even you know it doesn't matter uh but you usually you write those little thoughts down and and it's a craft so i i don't know if there's any you know exact there's none no exact science to it and what's going to be you know cut through and what's going to mean a lot to people and all of that so um i think you just need to take stay true to yourself and you get better as you write. You have to just write. And when people say, well, how do I learn to write a song? Or how do I learn to write, you know, a book? I've just never learned how to do that. Well, you got to start writing and then get somebody to help you and write some more and write some more. <laughs> and, and I think that's that's the process because I've written a lot of bad songs and songs that nobody will ever hear. Or I have books or like, you know, whole notebooks of lyrics and ideas and sketches of things that I'll, you know, I'll never put out and my kids will find them someday and they'll, you know, it'll go in the dumpster. So, but it's, it's just, it's just what it is, you know, that is just what it is. So I like, I mean, that's the title of this podcast. What right, it, is. it is what it is. Right. It okay. is what it is. That, that's <laughs> it. the reality. You, it can become an NFT, you know, that you take. That's you, right. Oh yeah. You, all right. And then resell it, repurpose it. So right. you, you talk about being a creator. Um, something that has happened to me is, and I don't know if you've ever had this feeling. I always feel like I'm going to run out of questions. Hmm. I'm I'm going to run out of guests. I'm going to run out of topics to cover. I'm going to run out of material. I, I, and I'm trying to stay true to myself because there's things I'm comfortable discussing. There's things I'm not comfortable discussing. There's things uh, that are outside of my expertise. I'm not a doctor, so I would never do a you know medical diagnosis on anything. Uh, so I try to stay just kind of what makes me unique in this space. But even in that, I have writer's block or creator's block, I should say. Um, And, you know, there's the fear that, you know, could this be my last episode? Could, you know what I'm like, like like in the back of my head, like, you know, like, how do I know, you know, like, how do I get up? How do I make the joke stick? How do I make the pun work? How do I, all these things that just are kind of like, like you said, they're just kind of, uh, mustering around and I'm like, what do I do with all this information? (laughs) 
how do you how do you deal with those internal thoughts? Because I'm wow. sure you know, like obviously, you know, you're you know, you you've you've hit the highest of highs, right? So, like yeah. for for us little peons down here, like how do you <laughs> how do you how do you deal with just the full range of human emotion? Well, I think um, you have to really define success for yourself. Uh, because sometimes we we measure success, and I just recorded a, a podcast about this as well. So, you know, how do you define success for you? You know, sometimes you think, oh, it was a, you know, it was <laughs> it was an overnight success. No, it was a twenty year overnight success. So th- this is not <laughs> when you when you talk about overnight success, it's usually been twenty years in the making. So. Wow. But you want to define for you what success is, first of all, so you you understand where you're at. And if you are doing what you absolutely love to do and you are, um, you know, doing what you feel called to do, that's very successful if you are able to do that. And part of that for you is doing your podcast. It's wonderful. So and part of it, I mean, I enjoy doing my podcast. I love doing my podcast. You know, it doesn't make money, but I I love doing it and I'm helping people. And so that's just really very fulfilling. It's one of the things, you know, that we add on to our plate. But the um, as far as ideas now, if you ask my husband this question, he would actually laugh uh, because he's if you say, okay, so. Does Deborah ever run out of ideas? Does she ever? (laughs) He would say, oh, (laughs) no. Well, the reason I probably sound like I have a lot of ideas, and I do, um, but I write down those thoughts because if you don't write them down somewhere, have some sort of system to do that, they will be gone. And and does (laughs) the older you get, the harder it is to remember those <laughs> between one minute and the next. And you're like, oh, wasn't I just thinking of something like profound? So you have to put those down. And when I'm even planning, you know, once in a while I'm thinking, okay, so I want to be, you know, part of what my core value is, is that I want more freedom of time and space. And it's kind of what Tim Ferriss uh, was um, after with the four hour work week. Yeah. You know, wanting a lot more of that freedom. And uh, I want to do a little bit more travel. I've traveled a lot for business, but just, you know, uh, with my husband at this point in the life. So, you know, I, I automate a lot and get, you know, way ahead so I can schedule it and I can be totally free and my business keeps going. So but um, when you're doing that, you're thinking, OK, so how am I going to keep interesting for these weeks when I've got and I know all of those subjects? But when you keep writing those things down and putting them down in some sort of format, you won't run out of ideas. Um, And another thing is really, I'm talking a lot here, but is to listen um, and to read. Because Hal David with um, Bacharach and David, with all of those hit songs they did, I heard Hal David speak um, before we lost him, of course, but he, uh, an amazing, prolific lyricist. And he said, for every word you write, I think he said, you need to read 2000 words to, uh, you know, for all of it. So we have to have some sort of influx in our life to be able to be creative. And, uh, and it's, you know, why, whether you're listening, whether you're reading, uh, I love physical books, of course, you know, I, and I, and I write physical books, but, but you, 
you you can have the physical books as well as the audio books and and constantly be able to have that influx and for a creative that's extremely extremely important and uh, not just you know be on the social media and be on the you know the um, you know watching maybe mindless shows or whatever sometimes those are good those are fine you know we need yeah. a break but but to also watch all of the things that you're ingesting in your life as a creative. And that's been very, very important to me. And when I'm writing something, I work extremely hard and I'm studying and I'm looking at other things that have been done. And it really helps me in even being more creative and more succinct in what I'm doing. Hmm. That was a long answer, but <laughs> I like it. I like the long answers. Look, do you think that that's the missing link? So you, you talked about, um, uh, for every word you have to, I guess, have read 2,000 words, or every word that you kind right. of want to express, right? That there's right. this needed educational element to it. Right. Um, and I think art is educational. I think there's an, um, yes. uh, an element of uh, educational infusion that is entwined with art. And right. I think that something that is missing from society is that we don't take the time to ingest knowledge like true like book like actually go through the story i think you know we look for the spark note version the twitter version you know i need the 15 second highlight reel you got to convey this message in 15 seconds or less or else i'm turning and it's hard to tell a story uh <laughs> you know in a 15 second tiktok video right like oh, it's yeah. it's yeah like it, I, I feel like it robs uh, the experience because in, in 15 seconds, what type of emotion can you conjure and then sit in, right? Like that, that you can actually fully embrace it. I, I just feel like there's a play on it. Uh, so with the, I guess the, the lack of, of, of that space being needed, like I wonder, and I always say this, a lot of people have seen Lord of the Rings, you know, J.R. Right. A lot of people have seen the movies. Mm-hmm. I wonder out of that percentage, how many people have actually read the books, <laughs> you know, that inspired yeah. the movies, you know, and I'm, I'm, it, it can't be 50, 50. I guarantee you it's not 50, 50. Um, but how do we bring back the true nature of, of reading? Ooh, that's a, um, that's a million dollar question. I'm sure almost every educator would love to know. Um, I think I think we have to uh, part of the teaching that I have done in music for so many years. And now that I'm doing with uh, some of the other training and uh, the speaking is more on the inspirational level. And and what I say is, is I'm going to explain that. And in music, you have to teach the technique. You have to teach the chords. You have to teach the notes. And, you know, I've I was born with an ear. That's probably that some of that natural talent. And that's why I've played and worked in that field forever uh, as a vocalist and a pianist and um, professionally, but, but more than important than just teaching notes and just teaching technique is inspiring somebody to learn and developing the love of music. And I think developing the love of books, the love of literature and, and when people are engulfed in that more, I mean, I've been more interested in history now because of, 
you know, some of the places that we are visiting and some of the historical landmarks. Well, I want to know more about those or some of the politics that are going on in our country. I want to know more about our constitution and how, and uh, listening all the sacrifices that our founding fathers made and just, and how smart they were. Oh my goodness, they were smart, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but they fought for that and they fought for the balance of power and all of that. And What's up? I'm super pumped. Just got done with another workout. It's your boy, CBMK33, Connect Man Instagram, and on the business page of CBMK underscore global. You know how I get through it. You know how I get that pump look. <laughs> Best pre workout on the market www.cbmkglobal.store. So, as, as we are engulfed in some of this, we see how important it is to inspire people to learn for themselves. And that's why in our education, you know, not just giving the book learning because they're, you know, I wasn't very interested in history when I was, you know, growing up, I was um, more interested in the guy that was sitting in front of me <clears throat> I had a crush on. And, and that, you know, I basically, that was my history class in junior high, <clears throat> but I've been a lot more interested at this point. And, uh, you know, I just interviewed uh, one of our congressmen. So I, of course, I did a little research before that and and writing the article for that. I definitely did research with all the quotes that he quoted. And and it was very interesting and fascinating to me. So I think developing, inspiring and developing the love and um, the thirst for learning is is a big deal. And that's missing a lot when you have to, you know, just throw all of these other things that they have to have to do. And where, where's the inspiration? Where's the, the love of that learning, that love of lifetime learning? I mean, that's what it takes as an entrepreneur to constantly be creative is just there's the love of learning, the love of growing. So that's a big part of it. That's true. There is, um, there's a love. And then uh, I'll, uh, I think also the acceptance that miracles happen in bite-sized moments mm-hmm. you know like um I, this this is my faith background speaking sometimes i think of the scripture mm-hmm. and this isn't as uh when the disciples looked upon the picture they saw that the picture was dried up right <laughs> like when they yeah. remembered back right like it didn't happen instantaneously <laughs> when they came back and they realized you know remember what jesus said and you know and it was there and I start to think that maybe the way that we have made kind of society work is like everything has to be instant, like today. Like, no, like I need my Uber Eats today, you know? Right, and right. Yeah, the prime <laughs> delivery, like we expect it now. And when it doesn't happen now, we get frustrated and we want to throw in the towel. But miracles happen in bite-sized moments, you know? Like, and that, that's, a hard, that's a hard lesson to say that it might take you 20 years. Right. right. And because it doesn't sell, it's not, it's not, it's not cool. You know, you're not going to get, you're not going to become Insta famous. If you say it might take you 20 years, that video won't be watched. Right. So you got to say right. in 20 seconds, I can change your life. And it's like I'm 20, <laughs> I'm 20 seconds. I'm watching this, you know? So, you know, it's, it, it's, it's kind of this, it's kind of this cool little thing. My last question ever. Thank you so much for being on here. I, w- oh. I want to ask this, you know, as someone who has accomplished these amazing things, written musicals, I mean, you've uh, been in your space, you've dominated your space. When do you feel like you've made it? 
Like at what point, because you you talked about according to your values and, you know, and I, I think everybody, you know, has a foundation of something, but I think there are moments when it feels like, you know, I know this is it. When did that happen mm-hmm. for you? Well, I think there was one point, um, a colleague in my, uh, of mine, we were talking and um, it, it really dawned on me. She said, um, you know, a lot of people are looking for stardom and for success. She said, we are so successful. And we both, we both work with Disney and we are working in our field. The 1% of the 1% work in our field. And I really realized at that point, doesn't matter really what I do. I am mm. successful at, at what I'm doing. And it doesn't matter how many books I sell. doesn't matter how much music is downloaded. doesn't matter how many speaking gigs I get. I have success in my life. And I know that I have success also because I'm making an impact on other people and on other leaders. I just had a... Um, a a Zoom call today with my lifetime group. They're a group of women that I put together probably about 20 years ago that I felt like I needed to um, have that accountability in my life for both business and my personal and my spiritual goals. And so these are women that are trusted women in my life, but I still have impact with them, although we kind of feed each other, that sort of thing. And and there are a lot of others too, uh, you know, having... Uh, different groups in our lives. So I think it's a very um, valuable exercise to sit down and say, what does success mean to me? Do I need to be a star? Not really. Mm. Um, There are very few people that are at that level. And if you read about some of those lives, when they have such public lives, you might not want to go there, you know, you don't have your privacy, you don't have your freedom anymore, all of those things. So define what success means to you. And especially um, I am at, you know, my main audience are those who are at mid-career at the halftime of life, which is officially over the age of 40. It comes faster than we think. Mm -hmm. And uh, for those also experiencing um, shifts in the economy and change, So at this point, people start thinking more about significance than just success. And what sort of significance, what are you leaving? What sort of legacy are you leaving? It doesn't have to be huge. Um, But some of the legacy that I can leave would be my writing and my books. You know, I've written, I just came out with my fifth and, and, you know, some of the, the products that I have that are available for licensing, all of those things, you know, other things you know, my kids, as I said, they'll they'll find them. We, I, we've raised three sons and they'll find them and they'll be in the dumpster. I mean, what do you do with it? What do you do with it all? Sure. And but success, defining that for you. And if you are happy doing what you love to do, it's not about the money. It's not about the fame. It's about how those valued friendships, those valued relationships, the lifestyle Um and after losing both sets of parents, I'm still married. The, the man I married a number of years ago, uh, met him on a blind date, but we lost both sides on our parents within five years. Well, so then you realize, okay, I think uh, we're next, you know, <laughs> and as you're going that, you know, during that journey. And 
there's things that we want to do at this point in our life. And I still want to work. I think I can work until, you know, my parent, my kids put me in a home somewhere, but I probably, I don't know, you know, it depends how long we keep our bodies and our minds. And with the increase in longevity right now, reading more of these studies, it's amazing what they're doing medically. So you don't know. I mean, you may be able to live clear into your hundreds. So, but thinking about, you know, what you're loving to do and have you put off those dreams? And I say, really think through those. And if you're able to really do some of those things that you absolutely love to do, sure, you may just still have to work that job and everything else, but it makes it worth it if you're able to do some of those other things that you've always dreamed of doing. So that, I think that is a very good, um, uh, I don't know how, how we measure that completely, but it, it's a good measure stick for us. I like it. I, I mm-hmm. like it. Your your story reminds me of mine. It's crazy. I met. I went. Uh, I met. I said I went. I met my <laughs> wife on a blind date uh, as well, and you know she she said yes. So I mean, it worked out. So you know, it hey. it, it worked. <laughs> um, Deborah, you have been absolutely amazing. Where can the uh, people connect with you and support you? Well, um, you can always get to my podcast, women at halftime.com. And uh, that's a lot of fun. But I have a number of websites, um, because I've been in a number of things of music, of course, Uh, people love that one. But Deborah Johnson speaker, that is one Uh, goals for your life.com is another and you can get onto my newsletter, I would really urge you to get on my newsletter, I put out an article I have for over 20 years, um, weekly. And uh, you can get their goalsforyourlife.com forward slash newsletter. And then, of course, everybody wants to go to the music, djworksmusic.com. And I've got a YouTube channel. You can get to all the links anywhere. And, and I really encourage you, too. I don't like to promote big time on all these other podcasts. Go but but go this, is, uh, this is my fifth book, and it's an allegory, which is a story within a story. And you were talking about... Um, movies versus reading. And I wanted to read some allegories and some stories. So um, instead of just watching all the Harry Potter movies, because I thought, oh, those are, you know, because this has a little bit of that magical fantasy in it a little bit. Mm -hmm. I, a realistic fantasy, I should say, that's um, the term. But I read all of the books. And the last one is like, you know, 800 pages. So they are, you know, I can't believe somebody can write that many pages. So, But they were fascinating to read the books. And then I watched the movies. And it's really um, fascinating how, um, you know, how great it was to read the words. And it's inspiring for me. And it, and this is a fun, it was a fun book to write, difficult book to write, because I wanted it to be short. It's not a real long book. Um but it's very fun. It talks about the journey to Hero Mountain and how Mallory, her name starts um, Mallory, which means ill-fated. And she has to change her name at the end to even get to her summit and change her language. And it changes to Andriette, which means strong and courageous. And so she has to go through all of these different lands and uh, these different areas to be able to be strong enough then to even climb her summit. So, yeah. So, but you can... Find all of that if you get on my newsletter and go to my website. So thank you for letting me <laughs> expound. I get so excited about things that will mean a lot. It's on Amazon. You can find all the versions on there. But I get excited about what will really help people and move them forward in their life with confidence, with courage, and with taking risks. 
Perfect. Y'all connect with Deborah. Buy the book, The Summit. It's on Amazon. <laughs> so you can get, if you have a Prime member like myself and you get charged that fee, you can get it in two days. Buy, go to all the websites, go to the podcast, the YouTube channel, subscribe. And if you want to keep seeing amazing people, amazing mm-hmm. just gifts to the human body, like Deborah, you know what you got to do? You got to connect with me on Instagram at CBNK33. Hit the business page up. Go to the website, www.cbnkglobal.store. Subscribe to the YouTube page at YouTube at CV space K. Until next time, guys.